What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Game Plan NFL Week 7 Main Slate. We're talking best bets. We're talking DFS plays. We got it all covered with the man, with the plan, John Sensational Alessia, number one DFS player in the world, professional sports better extraordinaire. What do you say, John? Not much, man. It's, uh, it was a good week last week for, for the betters and uh, interesting as far as DFS goes. We got another good one. We got a couple upsets last week. I think we got a good slate. Well, it's actually a crappy slate when you look at it, but maybe that's a good slate because we can narrow it down maybe to a couple of uh, couple of good games. We got a pile of games with really low totals. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's always weird for DFS. There are injuries everywhere. There are injured quarterbacks, injured running backs, injured everything. We're going to see some games with wildly low totals. And that makes DFS really weird and interesting as well, and, and certainly the bets. And, I mean, some of these totals are so anemic. I really got to uh, – I'm, I'm excited to really kind of go into them and kind of understand what the hell is going on. Are we betting some unders this week on some player props? Like, I think there's a lot of spots where we might be able to take advantage just based on the weirdness of all the injuries and, and the, the bye weeks and, and, and all of that. So um, let's, let's jump right into it. I've already done reviews of last week and all that good stuff. And it's amazing, but we're, we're ready to move forward. Uh, we might get Des Ritter Millie maker winner three weeks in a row. Who knows? Who knows what's going to come this week, John? Um, let's jump into it though. My name is Kevin Alley, Kitty Geek from DFS Army. And of course, John Statsational Alessia from Sharp App. And we're talking um, the main slate. So the first game on the main slate this week, John, uh, that I've got queued up is a battle of the injured, beaten up disasters. Raiders at the Bears. The Raiders, three-point road favorites with a 37.5-point team total. Now, this is what's crazy about this game. The Raiders looks, looks like they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. That means they're going to be trotting out Brian Hoyer, or uh, Alexander Ocasio Cortez at the um, at the quarterback position at AOC is what they call him. And then on the on the bear side of it, Justin Fields looks like he's not going to play, and and that's Tyler Badgett, rookie free agent quarterback, at the helm for the Bears. It's crazy. So not only that, um, the running back for the Bears is out. It looks like Deonta Foreman's going to be the guy. It's just a shit show. I don't know what to do with these two teams because these quarterbacks are are not even acceptable backups. They're they're zeros for the most part. Um, I don't know. You know, thirty seven and a half points is that too high? I mean, this this got bet down. I think it opened up at 41, 40, I want to say forty one or forty two was the open as far as this week. I mean, this look ahead line was all the way up at forty six and a half at one point because. You look at the Bears. The Bears have had a ton of overs of hit. Last week was their first under in like I want to say fourteen games, fifteen games, something like that. Was their first under. Betting the overs on Bear games was hitting at a fifty-seven percent ROI level or something insane. Yeah, and that's predominantly because the defense has just been so terrible. Um, we expected more out of the offenses. I think last week a lot of people did on in that game, Minnesota against Chicago, didn't really happen. Um, Fields. Wasn't looking good before he got hurt. That offensive line is just atrocious. So 
the only one who could put points up with that offensive line was a guy like Fields because of the other things that he can do. I think this kid's in for a lot. He had pretty good numbers, though, uh, when he came in. But I think having – no, I, listen, his numbers weren't terrible. I don't expect much from him this week. Um, and I think the the point total has uh, kind of points towards that as it's dropped four points or so since the Open. And then when you, you we've seen already the AOC come in there for that one game. Didn't look great. If they use Hoyer – not much better. I equate this to, you know, people are going to say, well, the defense for the Bears is still terrible, right? But think about when you go into preseason games. What are all the totals on preseason games? Like right around 36 to 38. And those are with the backups, the backup defense is playing. So they're, the backup Bears defense is worse than the actual defense that they put on the field, right? So, um, and those, and that's what the line would be. And it's primarily because you're playing backup quarterbacks. Right. Quarterbacks just run the show here in the NFL. It's all about the quarterback. And when you've got two backup quarterbacks in who aren't worth the shit, then the the total is going to drop. So the defenses have the advantage here. I expect this to be fairly low scoring. Uh, I don't know if you could take this one to the under, but I, I do think this is going to be a low scoring game. So when we look at where the money's been on this now, the tickets pre- uh, predominantly on the on Vegas. Vegas is the better team. I think they're, the money is actually split, though, 50-50. The under absolutely has been getting hammered. I'm taking a quick look. Now, the public, as we see on the Sharp Report, the public is on the Vegas side of this game. So I, I do think, I will say, there, there's probably some value on the Chicago side. If I had to lean one side of a bet here, I would I would lean towards the Bears. Um, you know, I had, I had the Patriots last week as a bet. A little disappointing in that game against Vegas as they get that late safety and backdoor cover on a safety which i mean just mac jones is just atrocious so uh that was a bad beat there but this vegas team is not impressive the offense is not impressive their offensive line is not impressive they can't run the ball when you look at where they are in dfs as far as running backs they're one of the worst running back teams in dfs right now so uh and i'm sure when you look at my at the uh, power rankings that'll probably show that from a yardage standpoint at least just how bad they have been running the ball. And that's really all on the offensive line. Their offensive line is terrible. So I, I just, from DFS standpoint, I don't expect much. My lean would be on Chicago. And I'd be looking at some player props to the under, uh, some of the rushing props, especially to the under. Yeah, what a gross game. Um, I, I think the only player that's really viable on either offense is is Josh Jacobs. And I'm not in love with it. <laughs> you know, it's you just kind of think that the team's going to have to lean heavy on the running back, but who knows how much offense they could really produce, but that would be the guy that stands out to me between both these teams beyond that, both defenses, either one, even the bears, you could play the bears defense. If, uh, if AOC is at the helm for the Raiders and you play the Raiders defense, if Tyler Badgent is the quarterback for the bears, it's that simple. Both defenses, Super in play. Everything else is a shitstorm. I like sack, sack props for the uh, Raiders. I like. Um, yeah. You got to start looking at that when those come out because I mean Crosby's going to have a day. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 absolutely down with that uh, as well. But isn't it weird sometimes when the backup comes in? Like I would I would point to the Giants and they allowed like 14 sacks against Seattle and then. Um, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor comes in last week and he's he's getting protection. And I'm like, wait a second, this line couldn't block anything. And then all of a sudden the backup's in there and now he, now no one can get to him. It's crazy. You know, 
but I, I always look at those games and I'm like, if the Buffalo offense in that game does what you expect the Buffalo offense to do to a terrible giant defense, nobody's talking about, oh, well, Tyrod Taylor was getting time to throw. Like, they didn't do anything on offense either, you know, so it wasn't like he was better. But at least they've got a serviceable guy. Like, Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable guy. He's a veteran in the league. Uh, you're throwing a rookie in there with no offensive line. Bad, bad news. I guess a really good, you know, that's one thing the Raiders can do is they could get to the quarterback. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think um, the Bears are, um, in for an interesting, but but again, Raiders pretty bad also with that horrible quarterback situation that they have going on. So that game is just going to be a stinker. I, I I am not looking forward to watching it. Um, all right, next up we've got another backup quarterback, maybe two. Browns at the Colts. It's more of the same, John. Forty point total. Colts two and a half point home underdogs. They're rolling out Godner Minshew. Uh, Browns probably going to be PJ Dynamite Walker. I mean, come on. So this is another ugly game with backup quarterbacks. Browns defense, very, very good. It's going to be tough for the Colts to move the football, but I would say the Colts have the better QB in this one. Colts, without a doubt, have the better quarterback in this game, but the best unit on the field is by far that Cleveland defense. So that's, again, that's why you're looking at, you know, these these totals that are getting to 40 and under 40. I mean, we just didn't see these a couple of years. We've been doing the show for a few years. I mean, you just never saw totals this low. It keeps we, going and going. It, it's like this whole week, it's just more and more of it. And there's so few games on the main slate. It's it's going to be exciting for DFS to pick between these turds and, and which one we want to build a team around. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, from the betting standpoint, yeah, the, the line is basically three. You could get two and a half if you like Cleveland over on uh, FanDuel. I'm just looking at the sharp app right now. and uh, But you've got to lay 115 there, and, and FanDuel's got the under at 40. Um, as well on that game, the 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 line is kind of bounced around. It's tough. It's tough to really figure the lines now. We we sort of knew that both of the backup quarterbacks were in. Well, we know now Richardson's out for the, the entire season, so this is basically the Minshew show. I don't think they lose nearly as much as some of these other teams that we're talking about. If they lose anything, I think they're actually a better team in the now with Minshew than with Richardson. I love Richardson DFS wise. Richardson's a stud, and you're going to want to be playing him. But from a an actual betting standpoint, they're no more. That, I mean, it's not a big difference, but I think they're like a half a point to a point better on the betting line with uh, Minshew in there. Just because you've got a guy who's been there before, um, you know, talk to me in three years. Richardson's going to be the man as far as I'm concerned. But right now, they don't lose much in the now Indianapolis. Now, Cleveland, that's a different story. This, I mean, we were expecting a lot more from the offense with, with Watson. Uh, you've got maybe the best offensive line in football in Cleveland, but they are the the best unit as i said before on the field is that cleveland defense if you look at the the uh, power rankings in the sharp app i've got them as the number one defense basically when you look at my defensive rankings uh the offensive rankings and the defensive rankings what it shows uh or if you look at the ratings i should say i think i've got cleveland somewhere around 13 point what are they at 13 on the defensive side i'm sorry 12.5 right they're sixth right now ranked overall so if you look at their defense it's 12.5 what that's saying is they're expected to give up 12 and a half points to the average offense in the league, the average team in the league. So, I mean, that's just unbelievable through the first three weeks. And when you look, I, I think they've given up just about a thousand total yards so far on the season in five games that they played. So, I mean, that's remarkable. 200 yards a game. Uh, I can't believe that Cleveland is, is ranked number six overall. Because look at how dominant the defense has been. That's why. That is crazy. And yeah, I mean, defense, uh, Cleveland games also sport. 
the single worst matchup um, predictor of any team, period. And by by a margin of more than double the next worst team, which like, all right, you're not supposed to play anybody apparently against Carolina or Jets. I get it. We're Giants. But, but Cleveland is the worst with minus 135. Um, so like this game will produce 135 fewer yards on offense between both sides than an average NFL game. That is disgusting. There's I no, mean, there's no DFS to be had. Here. No, there hasn't been one cl- good Cleveland game for, from a fantasy perspective. By the way, it could have been good if the Cleveland side had Deshaun Watson, because that's an, that's a good matchup against the Colts. But yeah, this is a shitstorm Again, start, the only thing makes start avoiding Cleveland defense. I mean, in DFS, just avoid I've the Cleveland defense. Been there, been doing that. Don't need to start already all over that. And um, just basically here, the 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 running back for Cleveland, it's really tough to gauge which guy it's going to be. He's now they now have basically a Chubb Hunt thing going with Ford and Hunt, and that is just a bad scene because Ford he ain't no he's no Chubb. Right, so he's not good enough to produce in that sort of a role. To me, this is a complete stay away. Cleveland defense in play, uh, Colts defense in play as well because of PJ Washington, and that's it. Move PJ on. Walker, PJ Washington plays the yeah. NBA. What is it? PJ Washington he plays in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wrong guy. PJ Walker, dynamite. Um, all right, <laughs> it keeps going. This one, so it, it, the low totals just keep coming at you. The Bills at the Patriots. Bills, eight and a half point road favorites, taking on a one and five Patriots team with a game total set at 41. Now, this is the Bills, and the Bills coming off a loss. Usually you get angry Josh Allen. It's almost always a good game from Josh Allen off a loss. Like, well, they know they won. They won last week. Did they they end up with the win? They should have lost, but they won. Oh, in that case, they got down to the goal line, the Giants, and they couldn't punch it in for the W. They got that sort of lucky win. It was a bad call in the end zone. Oh, that was the non-pass interference call yeah. in the last play. That's right. They're supposed to lose. They, the, that was another game, by the way, where the refs really influenced the game way more than than um, what should. And then when finally you had the pass, that's right, in the end zone pass interference, that one they didn't call. The very blatant. Uh, yeah, I remember that. All right, so. Flip that around. Bills coming off. Well, I don't know why I thought they lost the game. My head was crazy. But um, nonetheless, the Patriots are pretty much a dead-in-the-water team at this point. I've never seen a Belichick team look this bad. Yet the Bills are only eight-and-a-half-point favorites. So what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, like you said, eight-and-a-half-point favorite. This is going to be... Uh, the second most popular pick as far as survivor pools go, you know, I do the survivor pool video for the sharp app and a lot of people only because a lot of people have taken Buffalo at this point, uh, already. So there's not much to report as far as the sharp app goes. We haven't gotten any sharp money, believe it or not, no sharp bets, uh, as far as no sharp money on, um, any of the NFL games yet. So that's, that's unusual. That's I don't think I've ever seen that at this part. You know, the, the public has come in on the bets when I'm looking at the, uh, the square side of the sharp report, but. We're not getting anything on the sharp side. So that's interesting to note. I'm going to have to talk to Anthony as to what he's seeing. And as the week goes on, that's always going to change. But yeah, this line has moved up. I mean, it was seven and it's gone up to, uh, it made it all the way to nine and a half, but it's slowly been creeping back down uh, in the New England direction. 
since. Uh, we look at the total. That's been going down. So the the under is where the uh, the move is. The money's about 50-50 on the game, which is interesting. And you're seeing about twice as much of the money in relation to the tickets on the New England side. So that lends itself to believe that there's some sharper money probably coming in on New England. And I do think that's the sharper side of the game. I think the New England side is sharper. I think it's a lot of points on the road for Buffalo. Um, I know New England has not looked good. I was on New England last week. I catch that bad beat. But I'm going to get back on New England again here. This is three in a row, um, three three games in a row that they have not covered. Um, again, the offense is just atrocious. But I think this defense is better than most people think. I think they'll be able to keep – that's just a big number, eight and a half. I think it's going to be tough. Um, you know, we know Buffalo could come out there. They could throw 40 on them. But I'm going to lean towards the New England side. I like the New England side of this of this game. Yeah, I can't see betting this one. I, I agree with you. That is the setup here is they're asking us to bet the Bills. And I think there's a a um, sort of a thing with the Bills where they kind of play down to competition levels. We don't see them destroy. Like they should have destroyed the Giants at home last week. And yet, why is it a close game? Why is that even in Why is that even in the discussion, right? So they tend to play down to opponents, but I, I can't see touching that. I'm not playing the Patriots. I think there's something wrong with the Patriots team. Like there's something sick about it. There's a problem over there of some sort. So I don't really want to mess with too much of that either. But I agree with you. It would be Patriots or probably nothing just based on how this line sets up. Um, there are no real super uh, exciting DFS plays in this game. I mean, Josh Allen's going to be in play every single time he plays every single week. That's just who Josh Allen is. He's always a play. Um, but when you go beyond Josh Allen himself, we have Stefan Diggs and, and the usual suspect, singular, not plural, of Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, could you look at the Patriots? Did Kendrick Bourne have an okay week last week? Yeah. But I don't I don't really see anything here that interests me. The game total is too low. The team total for the Bills, like I said, acceptable, but in a non in a potentially non-competitive environment, it's not the one I want to build around this week, especially since. Allen is the same price as I don't have Allen exposure. Don't get me wrong. I, I have a thing. You always get some Allen exposure, but he's the same price as Herbert and, and Mahomes and, and a couple of other guys that I think are in much, much uh, higher projected games. All right. Next up, we've got the Falcons at the Buccaneers. The Falcons come in on the road as two and a half point road underdogs in a game with a even worse than the others. 38-point total. This is this is getting ridiculous. So how do you pick DFS plays when every game has a 38? Their total on this game is the same as that horrible Bears game with backup quarterbacks. What the hell's going on here, John? Yeah, I mean, DFS, that's just the, the nature of what DFS is now. I mean, game stacks are pretty much out of the out of the question for the last couple of years, and it's just – you just see it in the line. Why they, why it's happening? I don't know. Why is it worse quarterback play? Uh, that's part of it. Um, I always think that the NFL has always been a cyclical league and teams sort of catch up to what offenses are doing. And it just looks like we're in that defense uh, mode right here. Like the defense has caught up to a lot of these offenses. I mean, you look, Kansas City's not dominating on offense by any means. Uh, they're middle of the road. We've seen Buffalo struggle here at times last week against a very bad giant uh, defense. So, yeah, the offense is just outside of San Francisco, who had a stumble last week, but that was uh, in a game that I thought they might 
with that really good defense. But outside of San Francisco playing an average team, they're not every one of these offenses is really chugging along. Um, and then San Francisco, of course, had injuries last week as well. So these are two offenses that haven't done a whole lot so far this year. Um, you know, we we'll see Tampa's two and a half point favorite. This is an interesting one. Watch the survivor video. If you're in a survivor pool, because this is an interesting pivot off of Seattle. Seattle's going to be the big pick this week and Tampa. This is the only chance you'll have to take Tampa. If you're in a large pool, dangerous. Well, it's, it's extremely dangerous. I'm not saying that they're going to win the game, but I go into it in detail on the survivor video, but you could look at a team like Tampa or Washington, a team that you will never take again. I'm more advised this for when you're in like the circa pool, which has like 15, 1600 people left where 50 some odd percent of the people are going to be on Seattle this week. That gives you an opportunity. And this is if you can't take Buffalo, you can't take San Francisco, which a lot of people can't take those big teams. Look to the Rams or Tampa or Washington, one of these other teams, and you may be able to pick up a huge amount of equity on the pool. But that's, I'll digress from there, but definitely check out those videos if you're in survivor pools. I'm going to be thinking about as we continue on through this breakdown, where I might go in survivor if i wanted to get away from that seattle game and the bills yeah you'd have to look because the bills a lot of people have taken a lot of people took them last week um they squeaked by with them san francisco a lot of people have taken now both of those teams of course you've got a lot of options later in the season as well when you're in a large if you're in a small pool you're going to generally stay pretty chalky uh although in a really small pool you have a chance to actually take the entire pool down this week if everyone's on seattle and you go against it hopefully you can take buffalo or San Francisco, but you know, these are the go on, go in there. Leave me a comment on the video. I can't even believe, by the way, and I don't want to talk too much survivor yeah. here that anybody's still alive in survivor after what happened last week. It's so, yeah. Well, last week, yeah, we only lost about 10% because a lot of people weren't on those, even though there was big upsets, a lot of people weren't on those two big upsets. So people got lucky uh, with those. Yeah. yeah. That's the way, it, the way it goes, but like two it was two or three weeks ago was the big chaotic week and knocked a lot of people out. I mean, that's the fun of survivor pools, but yeah, check out that video if you're in a survivor pool and I'll, and yeah. just leave a comment. And you guys are watching, obviously we're, we're watching the game plan here, DFS and bets, uh, best bets show uh, with John Sensational Leslie. John represents the Sharp app. John is in charge of all content and the tools over at the Sharp app. Some of the things you can get at the Sharp app, just so you know, uh, the power ranking sheet that I've shown on the screen, it is my favorite tool uh, for helping me with my DFS plays, but it also helps with um, your NFL betting. Of course, the Sharp Report, which is a report from directly from a sports book, who their sharp betters are on, who their squares, their whales. It's really invaluable information, super predictive. And of course, the Proptimizer and Top Props tool. So everything that you need to dominate um, props games, uh, be it the props games like Prize Picks and, and Sleeper, or just betting props against the spread. That's what I do. Um, I, I use the top props tool to bet against the spread. I'll show you what that looks like here on screen. And this is a suite of tools that every sports better needs. Every DFS player really should have. And um, it is spectacular. If you sign up, if you want to check out Sharp App, you can go to sharp.app or download the app itself. Uh, one of the great things about the Sharp App is it is mobile and um, super easy to uh, have with your and, and read and, and comprehend on your phone. Uh, promo code DFSA20 gets... 20% off. Um, so if you're a DFS Army YouTube subscriber or DFS Army subscriber, DFS A20 gets you 20% off. Links in the description below. But yeah, I mean, check out the tool right here. You can see um, on the prop side, it gives you your edge, your the odds, total rushing yards for Derek Carr. I think it's going to be uh, 
There you go. Well, look in. Uh, you can look at this game. Not all the games are in yet as we're recording this, but if you could look, this game's actually in there. A lot of props. So you can go down to Atlanta, Tampa. Yeah. So that's right. Speed. So you can get an idea with this game of what some of the predictions are. And and it's interesting. Again, our predictions for the most part, like we like the under on passing yards for Des Ritter here. There, you know, it's uh, uh, our model is predicting 184 yards. The number is 209. So uh, there's a 29% edge there to the under. And that's kind of how this stuff all sets up total receptions for Rashad white under three and a half. We've got it set for 2.3. So that's a nice little under and so on and so forth. Yeah. I've got that Ritter under as well. So I kind of like that one. Um, now that's passing and, and rushing. Was that one? Bring that up again. Was that, oh, wait, was that what that was? I think it was. Yeah. Bring that up again. That Ooh. was his, Oh, there's, he has his passing and then his passing and rushing. So actually, no, yeah, I'm right about. I would, I would definitely be only doing the passing yards one. I, 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 yeah, Ritter is getting like 30, 40 yards rushing every week. Yeah, I've got him. Uh, yeah, I've got that passing. I've got that passing number pretty close. So actually, he's not getting 30, 40. I'm thinking of. Um, no, he's. Got, I've got him projected at like 15 yeah. rushing yards this week. No, that was my bad. I'm thinking of Dobbs, not Ritter. But on that note, for DFS purposes on this game, John, oh, Des Ritter has been the nuts. Uh, the nuts uh, uh, QB stack in the Millie Maker now two weeks in a row, which is absolutely bonkers. Um, the, the game total is horrific. Can we go back to Des Ritter another time? Do I, I think mean, this is a good spot for that? I mean, what do you think? I mean, I don't love it. You know, I, what was he score? What was his score? It was only 21. 21. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not that he's, it's not that he's been that great. You know, what's, what's happening is the high price guys, are really going on, you know, the Miami guys basically at the higher price. Uh, I didn't even look to see what the winner, well, I never really look, you know, I just kind of look at my stuff, but um, my guess is obviously like Tariq Hill was in there and, you know, the guys at a high price and Co Cooper Cup was probably in there. He scored 30 something. Cooper points. Cup was in there, but it was Des Ritter. It was Des Ritter, uh, Drake London. And it, it basically it was like core plays, but, but Ritter, London and Pitts as a triple stack was so cheap that you could then afford um, both Cooper Cup and Amon Ross St. Brown in that lineup. And and they just plugged in Mostert and, and uh, Kyron Williams. Like the, the chalk running backs just right. plugged in for the winner. And the big, uh, you know, nailed the defense, which was important last week as always. But the for me, the winner of the tournament, it was uh, Rashid Shahid. Or, yeah, I believe it was Rashid Shahid, the wide receiver for the Saints in Same, the yeah. in the flex, that was the sort of thing that put put that lineup over the edge. So it was just a random Rashid Shahid in the flex situation. Yeah, I mean, I think you're just getting lucky because the prices on Ritter obviously are really cheap. What was yeah. I, what was his price last week? Yeah, Can't it was like 5100. Well, we talked about it. We talked about it a lot um, last week in just the sense that finding that one cheap guy because these elite quarterbacks are not putting up 35 and 40. If they're only getting you 26, 28. Then and you're paying seven or eight k. If you just find a five k guy who gets you twenty, it's worth more. And I talk about that, you know, on a lot of shows that we did on this show, and it just came to fruition. And the same will happen this week. It, you know, yeah, well, are, you know, I I just like like last week. I you know, I I mean, I was never going to like Ritter, but there were a lot of quarterbacks in that range of that you know, I played them all. Thousand range. I even played some Ritter. I played a lot of garbage stacks last week because I I recognized the pattern. But I just didn't hit. And I had three percent Ritter. It wasn't enough in my run. But I put a lot of garbage guys in there too. I mean, I think I even had Zach Wilson. Like I, 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 I had a bunch of them 
just thinking which one Dobbs I had a little bit. I'll go back to it again this week, even though it sucks. Um, you just have to keep going back to these guys because they only need like a 22 or 24 to equal like a 36 from the 8K guy. DraftKings changed what they did this year. DraftKings is pricing the quarterback higher than it did last season. So you have to adjust for that in your brain. Last year, the, the studs were 7K, 7,200. They're up at 8K, 8,200. So it's just enough of a difference that they made it worthwhile to play the cheapies. It's one of those things that if you if you, if you're strategizing the game of DraftKings and you have to recognize it and adjust the game for it, or you're not going to win. And so those who adjust it are winning. Historically, that mid-level quarterback has been where you want to go anyway. So, you know, it's I think it's even more so now. Like that mid-quarterback is, yeah. is going to be the nuts. Uh, more I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the power ranking sheet uh, that you have over on the Sharp app, and, and um, this game just projects horrifically. Uh, 89 rushing yards for Atlanta, which is terrible for them. Uh, only 85 for Tampa. That's actually not bad for them, considering they can't run the football. And no passing yards here for either team. This is a disaster uh, on paper, and I am not going there. I'm just not going there. I'm probably not going to chase the Ritter sort of uh, goodness. Nicole Hardman's heading back to Kansas City. Means nothing. I know, but he's heading back. Um, Kansas City should trade for a real wide receiver, not a zero. Um, Lions at the Ravens up next. And this one has a hefty 42-point total. Getting better. Now, I would have thought that the total would have been higher on this game, John, because the Lions have been a pretty good offense, and the Ravens are a quality team in general. But both teams play really solid defense. I think we'll see that as we look at the rankings on this one as well. But the Ravens are three-point home favorites in this game. Everybody's healthy. Full full workload. So realistically, I'll just talk a little bit from a DFS perspective, but it's a 42-point total game. It's not sexy on paper, but nothing is this week. So I do have Lamar Jackson as a consideration. Um, he is somebody that I think is uh, one of – He's not my favorite at his price, but I think he's a consideration in this game. I'm trying to pull up the – where is it? Baltimore. Here it is. Okay, and I'm looking at the power ranking sheet just to get an idea of potential offense, and it doesn't look great. Like I said, both teams play good defense. Uh, Baltimore projects 105 yards, uh, uh, 99 yards rushing, Detroit only 105. Not much passing yard projection for either team, so – this does not stand out very well on paper. Detroit looks like they will be without Montgomery. Uh, I'm not even sure Jameer Gibbs is going to play here, so you might get like Craig Reynolds or, or Reynolds and Gibbs. It's, it's kind of ugly um, as far as that goes. Not a whole lot to like here from a DFS perspective. I always like Zay Flowers. He's going to uh, Zay, yeah, Zay Flowers will be in my mix. I think that the best play in this game from either team is going to be Mark Andrews, and I actually think Mark Andrews is just one of the best tight is the best tight. He's the best tight end play on the slate. That's not called, let's not name Travis Kelsey. Let's call it them. Let's call it that. Any betting angles, uh, John? Well, like I said, the, the line on this one, two and a half to three depends on, on where you're at. I'm just kind of sure. I think it's three. Yeah. It looks like it's three at most places, 42 on the total, which is kind of where my, my numbers are, which you were just looking at um, on this one. As well, just looking where the money's coming in, about 60% to 40 
in favor of Detroit. The tickets aren't much far off of that, but the under is where the where it's getting hit uh, the most, like over 90% of the money coming in on the under, which I don't know. I kind of like this game to go over myself. Uh, 42 is right where my numbers are, but I, I like the over on this game. Um, not sure your opinion on it, but I, yeah, the Baltimore defense has been pretty good. Detroit, I mean, shockingly, Detroit is number two in my power rankings now, which is amazing. Um, Their defense is good, but I th- I'm, I'm with you. I, I think that these are both quality offenses. And so while I don't see a 60-pointer, I think um, 24 to 20 is probably like a reasonable final score for a game like this where it's, it's teetering on the edge. Uh, this is the kind of game where if you wanted to start maybe teasing some stuff, I wouldn't mind. I don't normally tease totals, but I wouldn't mind teasing it down and and then taking it over. But yeah, I, think I was going to tease the total. Which I don't like to do. Yeah, I would tease the over if, it, but I don't like teasing totals. But yeah, if you had to, the over is the way to go. And then this fits in the Wong situation where if you can get it at two and a half, you'd want to tease it up to the eight and a half if you could. Yeah, either either. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. And that's right. You just take the Lions side. If I had to bet this game straight, I'm betting the Lions. To be clear, I would definitely, definitely take the plus three. I don't think there's going to be a big margin in this game for the winner. So I'm just going to – I think the Lions could win this game. Basically, my, my, my general thought with betting on a game, if, I think, if, if I'm getting points and I kind of think that team has a decent shot of winning, I'm, that's the side I want to take. So I'm just taking the Lions because I, I can see the Lions winning this game, no problem. They, don't, they have all their guys. Amon Ra's back. They, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't win this game. I mean, it should be a good game. Listen, they're two of the top 10 teams in the league, so we'll see. Uh, it should be a good game. Yeah. I agree with you, though. I think Detroit has uh, a real good shot to win. We know, you know, the whole golf on the road thing has been talked about a lot. But it hasn't happened been, this year. hasn't happened this year. He's been, yeah. he's been great. So, so it I hasn't get been a thing this year. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get concerned about that. Go right back to it. And again, DFS angles, very, very sketchy, to be honest with you. Um, Amon Ra always in play, and I think Zay Flowers and, and Andrews. And of course, I'll have I'll have a sprinkling of Lamar Jackson in my lineups this week. Um, all right, Steelers the Rams. Steelers heading cross country to take on the three and three Rams. Um, Steelers are plus three underdogs in this matchup. A um, couple of good things, I guess. Both QBs are healthy, which is nice. Um, the running back situation for the Rams is getting weird. It looks like it's going to be Zach uh, Evans as the workhorse potentially, although. And I love that spot. Although, Joe, there's Hoist Freeman hanging out in the background. Darrell Henderson is somehow still with the team. So there are other bodies around that might get some touches. But it is nice that Zach – I'm going to give you some inside info on the Zach kid. This guy was a highly touted prospect, touted above B. John Robinson coming out of high school. So just to be clear, he is a super, super – you know, athletic guy got downgraded because downgraded because of attitude issues. Right. But I'm not, I don't want to get into it because I don't believe what, what he was going through, like losing his, like there was some stuff going on. He was like somebody who was raised by his grandmother. And I think the grandmother died and, and something like that. So I, I don't want to get too into it. I don't even know too much about it, but what I know is he then transfers uh, to another school, no issues, has an amazing season for a senior year, gets drafted in the sixth round. 
no one knows who this guy is, but the reason I talk all of that is because this is a talented prospect that even though he was taken in the sixth round of the draft this year was probably more like somebody who would have been going in, in round two or three had this not been like attitude problems or whatever the hell they said. So that is a talented kid. But of course there are other options, but I have heard that McVeigh has said that it will be Zach's backfield. I really, really like that for DFS purposes when I can get a Stoneman running back that's going to get a lot of work. Matchup isn't the best, but I don't think it matters. Um, on the rest of the Steelers team, the only other real spot that I like, and I like it a lot, is George Pickens. Since um, uh, Deontay Johnson has been out, Pickens has been getting nine or ten targets. Now, Pickens, Pickett, Pickens, Pickett is not the best in terms of getting it to Pickens, but when he does, it's it's usually a, a big play. So uh, P- Pickens is in that zone, in that bottom 5K range on DraftKings. Of God, that's where you're going to live this week. That's where I think I'm going to make my uh, – that's where I'm going to be hanging out this week in the $5,000 to $6,000 wide receiver zone. Pickens is one of those guys that I really like. That's about it for the Steelers side. On the Rams, of course, we have um, – in addition to Zach Evans, who's Stoneman starting running back, we have Cooper Cup, who's been absolutely en fuego. Um, Puka Nakua is there. I don't love him as much. He's still a little bit overpriced for the role that he plays on that team. But Cooper Cup is basically a lock button 20 with with a path to 35. I don't care who the hell the opponent is. So that's kind of where I'm going with, with this one, John. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on the DFS side for sure. Uh and Tutu Atwell is this basically now non-existent. So you yeah, can't, you can't play him. Yeah, he, he's there, but you yeah. know, w- this is not a surprise. The Rams' offense has been in existence in the league as it's as it's situated for a few years. Like we kind of know what they do, and one of the things they don't do is throw frequently to the WR three. That's just not part of what they do. Yeah, no, that's great because uh, we like teams that you can that are pretty consistent in what they do. The Rams yeah. have always been that way. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you on all the DFS stuff. Just looking at it quick from the, uh, from the betting standpoint, most of the money coming in on the Rams right now. And there is the disparity between the tickets and the, and the money, uh, on this one. So it, it's sort of, you know, to the, in favor of the Rams, which usually indicates some sharp money. And what we're seeing on the sharp report is that the, the sports book, if you guys are, have access, those of you in the, uh, who have the, uh, pro version of the sharp app, you'll see the sharp report that. Pittsburgh is needed by the sports book. We actually fade those plays. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, uh, it's pretty consistently a winner fading those plays that Anthony puts on there. Yes, the sports book wins on the whole, but the plays that Anthony throws in there that the sports book needs because the, because it's a very sharp book, we like to fade them. And I agree with that. I agree with fading Pittsburgh this week. I kind of like the Rams here in this spot. I think the Rams are underrated on the whole. Um, and especially with Cup back, I, I don't know if they're even better with Cup because they were just kind of churning. I think the offense is just, you know, it's definitely not worse. Let's put it that way. And I, I think compared to Pittsburgh, I mean, I don't know how Pittsburgh keeps up with them. I know the Pittsburgh defense is, is decent um, and they'll they'll keep them in check somewhat. But I can't see on the road Pittsburgh going out west and being able to put up enough points uh, against against the Rams, I I think you know, and this Ram defense is probably better than the Pittsburgh defense. So I think they just haven't beat on both sides of the ball. I, I don't see the Rams losing this game. Yeah, I think the people the part that people are missing here, I, I think, with this line is that the Pittsburgh offense is just not that good. They're just not that good. 
And, um, you know, their running backs are, are, are just not good. Pittsburgh has a hard time scoring, and, and I, I don't think the same for the Rams. Let me ask you, though, a better question, a better, not a better, a better question. So minus three, it's it's you're paying minus 110 to give three points on the Rams. You could get Rams money line for minus 160 and just say, you know what? Don't burn me on that on that on that close margin victory. Is it worth minus 160 to not give up? So is it worth an extra 50 cents instead of 100? I got to bet 150 to make 100. But am I going to win that bet 75% of the time? Like enough frequency to make it worth paying that juice. So it's funny. I have a spreadsheet here, and you just made me bring it up. So, uh, but I keep it up to like. I love that you have a spreadsheet for all this shit. Like, I don't want to think it through. Just tell me what the right number is. Yeah. So I take so, but unfortunately, like my spreadsheet is is for the the ones that are inside the three. But when you get up to two and a half, like one forty four is the line. Like if you can get money line minus one forty four plus plus one forty four at two and a half. So I'm thinking fifteen cents is definitely worthwhile to pay. For three, so you're saying minus one sixty on the money line? Yeah, it's probably a decent line. Like I don't mind the money line there at minus one sixty. Then okay, just checking. I, I feel yeah. like I like the money line a little bit there, or maybe parlay it up with something. But um, but just because I think this is a, I think either the Rams blow them out, but I think there's a scenario where it's a close game. I I do I do think that the Rams win though. So um, yeah, all right, cool, good good to get that knowledge here. Um, a couple games left here in this main slate. It's a short. It's a smaller main slate than usual. Um, so. We're getting to a good one, but it's funny. As we get later in the day, the totals are increasing. And I think this is these last few games are where the DFS goodness is going to come from. So if you made it 41 in, minutes into the video, first hit that like button, subscribe, notification, sign up at Sharp, promo code DFSA20, 20% off. Sign up at DFS Army, promo code Geek, 10% off. Got all the discounts out of the way, all the good stuff. Like button, subscribe, like, subscribe. But let's get into the good games, John. Um, for NFL week seven. How is it week seven already? It's crazy. Um, Cardinals at the Seahawks. Seahawks at home, seven and a half point home favorites. This one has a 44 and a half point total. Again, that is on the high side of this slate. That is the highest total we have seen so far. The next two get higher than this, but that is the highest one we've seen so far. Uh, 44 and a half point total. Um, Cardinals bring in everybody's healthy on both teams. So for the most part, Dobbs up against Geno. The running backs for the Cardinals are a little bit weird. Um, I actually think you just can't even touch them, John. I, that's really the my answer on the running backs because it's going to be a mixture of Kyron, uh, Keontae Ingram and, you know, uh, uh, Damian Williams came out of the dustbin. I didn't even know Damian Williams was still in the NFL. Turns out he is, or Daryl Williams, or one of the Williams brothers. Out of nowhere. Hard to know what's going on with that um, team. And if you take a look at your power ranking sheet here for this game, it's predicting, uh, I, I think the one that stands out to me, like Seattle offense is in a good spot. Arizona definitely defensively has been exploitable, 261 passing yards, but predicting 123 rushing yards for Seattle, that is above their average for sure. Arizona allowing... Uh, looks like almost 30, basically they're equally bad versus the run in the pass, allowing 33 more passing yards and, and, and 28 more rushing yards per game. 
uh, compared to uh, average. So that's a team to target with offenses against. One one issue for me, I don't really like stacking Geno with his pass catchers because they're overpriced a little bit. Like DK Metcalf would never be in a lineup. His projection does not line up with his salary. Lock it a little bit better. But after that, it's just a bunch of tight ends, and, and it's difficult to predict. So I don't know how to deal with that situation, John. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, from a DFS standpoint, I agree with you. The you always get that situation. They're they're the only two guys um, from the in the passing game that that can generally do anything, and they both get priced up a bit each and every week. So it, it is difficult. Um, of course, MME, you're gonna you're gonna have some pieces of them uh, for sure. We, but I do let, like this game. You know, I like the game from a DFS standpoint. Let me take an opportunity to tell you about the the new system we added to the domination station optimizer we we have effectively changed the game of dfs across everything and we i added a rule called stack boost rules which allows you the the user to create lineups that more mimic actual game results by you know if if a qb is in then it's just going to boost the stack it's going to boost the projection of players tied to that qb both on on the on the um same team and on the opposing team and the reason I mention it here is because this is the perfect scenario for somebody who's really not sure, hey, do I want a double stack, single stack, a little bit of everything. In a game like this, even if I boosted the projections of Metcalf and Lockett by 25 30%, generally they're not going to just naturally show up in lineups because they're so mispriced relative to their mean projection. But um, you'll, you'll get one, but you're probably still not really getting a lot of lineups with both, but that's the beauty. You don't have to make that call. So in the past, when you stacked a team, you might say, I want Gino with two guys and you force it. And even though it's a horrifically bad projected stack, like, Hey, I, I forced it. The, uh, the new version, if there's, if they're both projected really poorly, it will still only grab one. So it'll kind of like figure it out based on projections as well. And um, just, just to share with you, John, I went in yesterday and did a live stream with all the DFS Army um, VIP subscribers, where we kind of just went back and redid, re-ran every week of this season using the baseline settings that we've come up with in our back testing. And we do one run with the original rules, just a general stack, QB plus one. And we do another run with the boost rules in place as well. In 100% of the sample size, including, including a live sample last week where we did it in real time. Every single time the result was better with the um, with the stack boost rule in place. That's a 100% hit rate, which is unbelievable. As you know very well, as you design tools for Sharp App, <laughs> to hit it and for have it go out of the ballpark effectively on your first try with something uh, is unheard of. This was an unheard of. I was giddy. I, I was giddy last night. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. I got to check. Uh, I'm going to have to look into I, it. I got to take you through this. Yeah. I, I got to tell I know you're going to want to use it. I got to take you through this because I, I, I really do feel like it's going to level up the DFS game for us. And luckily, we're going to have, we're going to be the only one that has it for a couple of years until other people figure this out. So um, I'm excited. I, I, I wanted to tell you about it because it is something that I could not believe 
And I did it in real time. I had no previous knowledge of whether these the results were going to improve. That's what was so crazy about it. Like I'm, I'm live streaming this stuff. Cause I was like, I got to test this. And I, you know, and, and members are in there with me and I'm going, fuck, this will not look good. If all of these, if it's just worse, I'm going to kind of feel shitty. Like we spent a lot of time dreaming up and building this option, imagining that it should work, but seeing it was mind blowing. It really was a special thing. <laughs> want everybody to get excited about this because no so they one can uh like it. they could go look at the um at your video on that you could watch the video yeah i mean i have the video if you if you want no i'm saying like for people watching it they can just watch no it, I, I did put that behind the paywall and it's, it was okay. an intimate thing between you know me and subscribers who wanted to hang out while i was actually just testing out this tool um that's behind our paywall so it's so, not something that anybody could see and i don't really want to publicize quite honestly what that option is because i i don't feel that i want the world of of dfs uh competition to copy it so at this point that's going to stay behind our paywall. Right. but it is very cool stuff and and i think you should check it out i yeah, will definitely look at it um so with that being said i don't really know how to stack this game up from the seattle side because you really don't want you know with a lot of those guys they don't project well but I don't hate Gino as a standalone play. I don't hate individually those players. I think the best play on Seattle is probably uh, Kenny Walker, though, of, of that whole group. Flip side, Arizona, you have – I'm just going to – I'm going to make an argument for Dobbs. I've made this argument for the last few weeks, and it's been bad. But if I abandon it, I will be abandoning a process that I, I don't want to. So my argument for Arizona and, and Dobbs is very simple. He continues to run for 40 to 50 yards every single week. He's done it. In, in um, I think, six out of uh, five out of the six weeks, he's run for 40 to 50 yards. Yes, he has been hitting 12s the last couple of weeks. But if he did anything in the past at all, he would be easily hitting 22s and 25s, more like those Des Ritter scores that won tournaments. And at his price, if he gets that low 20s number, he is absolutely in discussion for tournament wins. And, oh, by the way, it's really cheap to stack him with Marquise Brown. Keep a fat Marquise piece. Or um, Mike uh, Mike Williams, the, the other one. I forget his name. Uh, I can't even remember. But uh, he's got Williams? Mike Williams? No. I don't remember. But, anyway, the two wide receivers for the Cardinals, really easy, cheap stacks to get started with, and that is how you potentially win a tournament. So I am going to go back to Josh Dobbs is what I'm saying, even though it feels like shit. Now, John, from a betting angles standpoint, eight and a half points for Seattle or seven and a half points. So it's past that crucial half point touchdown margin. What are you thinking here? Yeah. I mean, I would jump on Arizona at this, at this price. Um, I mean, I, I don't think the difference between these two teams is all that far. Uh, I've been bearish on on Seattle coming into the season. Um, when we look at the money, like it kind of looks like the sharper money's coming in on this one, more money coming in than bets on uh, the Arizona side. So, uh, you know, take that as well. And then the under is where the both the tickets and the cash are coming in. Just uh, I think I looked, I didn't see anything. Yeah, there was nothing on this one yet on the sharp report. But yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be one of my bets this week. I like Arizona plus the points. I love it. You love underdogs, though. I I, I, I play mostly dogs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you've been watching this show for a while 
And you haven't figured out that John almost always takes the underdog. <laughs> yeah, well, Either I don't take dog the underdog. or no bet. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not like I take him in every game, but I probably play seventy five percent, eighty percent underdogs when I bet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's definitely you what should all doing. like. You should always be if you're building a model, even if it's not like you, some complex model, but in your head, you should be looking at the underdogs in every game, like coming up with a reason to bet the underdogs more. The underdogs, not that they hit at a great higher percentage, but they do win a little bit more frequently than favorites do. So when you're building models, like typically the dog has value because the public takes favorites. So there's always going to be like a half point of value on dogs usually. There it is. Bet like a sharp, not like a square. I love it. Um, all right. This next game, I, I I weirdly like it from a DFS perspective as well. Again, the choices are slim, but this is actually – so in my first look video this week, I, I actually used um, Jordan Love as my uh, quarterback, and this is Packers at the Broncos, where the Packers are one-point road underdogs, effectively a pick game. 45-point total. So, again, second-best total on the slate and right up there at the top of the slate. Um, so I picked Jordan Love and Christian Watson for my initial lineup of the week. I really like that approach um, primarily, and I'm going to just bring up the power ranking sheet here because the Broncos have one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. They are allowing <laughs> uh, – <laughs> 41 more passing yards per game above average and a sick 53 rushing yards above average. Again, that rushing number is skewed just a smidge by that Miami game, but not that much, not that much. They're, they're, they're really bad defensively. They've been bad defensively and they're a team to target with opposing offenses. Um, I don't normally like to anchor too much around a road quarterback if I could, like, if I could have Jordan Love at home, I think I'd be like loading up on that spot, all in types type deal. But on the road, Jordan Love has hit value more often than not this season. He's got a bunch of games in the mid twenties, uh, which is fine. Christian Watson on the team, really, really solid wide receiver. Uh, the return of Aaron Jones certainly can't hurt um, the chances of Green Bay at least winning this game. I think there's a little bit of. My concern is is more that you know, a couple of past couple of weeks, Jordan's kind of loves kind of sucked, like he looked almost regressing. But I think this defense is a get right against them defense. So I like the whole situation going on with the Packers. They're off. I'm not sure I can get there with Aaron Jones. I, I really didn't get there, and I don't think I will with Aaron Jones. Don't like the volume, but I like Jordan Love. I like Christian Watson. I don't even mind Romeo Dubs in some crazy double stack situation. And I am not in love with pretty much anything on the Broncos side. Although maybe I should be. I don't know. What do you say? Well, running back. I mean, if McLaughlin, I don't know what the running back situation is, but it's they're going to be able to run It's the ball. just so gross. It's too many. Yeah, you're going to run the ball on this team. I actually, from a betting standpoint, I, I like Denver. Um, probably just take them on the money line at this point, or you, you know, you can grab them a plus one. But I, I'd probably just take the money line here. Um, the bet has not gone in yet, but it will for me. You like uh, Denver here, huh? I do like Denver in the game. At home, uh, I'm not. A, I'm just not a big fan of the Green Bay team. Now, are, are points going to be scored? Yes. I still think this kind of looks like a low total. 44 and a half, 45 looks like a low total with two uh, two teams that I don't really respect the defenses all that much. I mean, I guess the Green Bay defense has been you know decent, but their offense has been atrocious 
um, Green Bay's offense. I'm, the last few weeks has been terrible. Yeah, it's been terrible. I'm not that high on on them. I, I'm going to take Denver um, as it's, that will be one of my bets. Just has not been uh, played yet, but it will be at some point this week. I'll be giving that out over on I the think, sharp app. I think you're getting a point right now. Right now, I'm getting a point. I'm probably just going to take it on the money line. Um, so, so let me address that. Let me address that. So, I just want to understand it. The the money line. Oh yeah, look at that. So you're saving five cents. So it's minus one hundred five on the money line uh, at BetMGM right now, versus um, minus one ten to get a plus one. So you're paying five cents. So it's minus one. I, I thought I saw I could get plus one hundred five here. I'm on BetMGM. I don't. Yeah, know BetMGM. So there is some plus. There's a plus. Um, there is a plus 105. I can't get it. It's on uh, points bet. So if you have points bet, you can get the plus 105. But even at plus 100, you're <clears throat> you're saving yourself like two cents. Because um, one, if you're getting plus one at minus 110, <clears throat> the equivalent fair line would be uh, minus 102. So if you can get minus 102 or better on, on a minus one at minus 110, then you're better off just taking the plus uh, 100 okay. there. <clears throat> so I'm going to take that at plus 100. Um, at some point, I'll probably just put that in later today, but we'll, uh, and then we'll, we'll post that over on the sharp app. So that's, that's what I like on this game. As far as, uh, I'm just seeing, I, I don't believe there's any, yeah, nothing yet on the sharp report. Um, the money on this game has actually been coming in on Denver about two to one tickets to money. Again, always signifies not always, but a lot of times signifies a little bit more sharper money on this one. And, um, we are seeing more money coming on the under, but again, that ticket, there's hardly any tickets on the over, but the money is coming in on the over. Um, not as much money as the under, but it's like 40% of the money and only 13% of the tickets right now are coming in on the over. So that could be a trigger for the over. But I do like the Denver side as far as a bet on this one. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Last game is the best game. Um, hold on. Hold on. Where is my my insignia for this game. I, I have a special, you know what? Oh yeah, here it is. Uh oh. Boner alert. It's not, that good. it's not that good a game. You just like playing that. I do like to play it. Yeah. It's just I not, it's not that good of a game. I mean, it is as good as it gets for this slate. Yes. It's got the char I mean, these are two good offenses, charges at the chiefs. I will give you that the Chiefs' defense has been wildly better than they've ever been before this year. So they're holding teams down a little bit. Chiefs' offense, wildly not as good as it's been um, the last few years. They're not putting up big numbers uh, in these games yet. Yet, but we still know we've seen this offense for many, many years, and they are good. They just haven't put it all together yet. Maybe this is the week. Don't know. But um, you are going to pay if you want to play with these players. So – We've got the Chargers at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are five-and-a-half-point home favorites, and the total on this game is an explosive 48 points. Just a couple of points above that Broncos game. And really, a reminder that this is an entire slate where the highest total game is 48 points, which is normally just kind of a meh type of game. Choosing quarterbacks is proving to be challenging this week, John. Um, but at least this game features two pretty good ones, even though you're going to have to pay a hefty price. So, um, you know, Mahomes, most expensive QB on the slate, 
has not had a game this season yet. We're 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 in week seven, so we're we're a good way into the season. He has not had a thirty pointer. He hasn't had a need to have it game. He has not looked like Mahomes of twenty twenty two as of yet. Now a little bit of that is he's been out partying. Blake Lively's hanging out. T Swizz is there every single week. They're at the you know they're at the hotel room hanging out with Taylor. You know you got um, you got Mr. Pfizer in there. Uh, Bradley Bradley Smith or what the hell is it? you know all these actors. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is hanging out. Uh, you know you turn around who's there? Hugh Jackman. It's all dressed up, looking like fucking um, Wolverine. Mahomes' girl, uh, wife, Brittany, is now best friends with Taylor. Like, you're seeing all of this happen. So I don't blame him. You got other stuff going on. It's got a lot going on. Um, flip side of this game. So, but but on, on a serious note, there are, a, of course, a lot of pieces in this game that are going to be ripped. So on the Chiefs side, Isaiah Pacheco has elevated himself to like a real workhorse style running back, getting targets, getting carries doing everything that you want uh, a running back to do. I am interested in Isaiah Pacheco in this one. Um, tough to like any of the wide receivers on the Chiefs. Uh, Rishi Rice seems like maybe he might be the best of them, but pretty gross. You're talking about four targets a week. Uh, I am not uh, expecting big things from the trade of Mecole Hardman. Uh, that's not going to change a damn thing. The only thing I think Hardman does is maybe – relegate Martez Valdez-Scantling to the scrap heap where he belongs. That dude sucks. Sorry. He just does. Um, on the flip side, and of course Mahomes is a, a play, and Mr. Pfizer is always of interest in any game. He's very expensive here. Um, but, you know, he's playable. Taking a look at the Chargers, they don't project all that well because Kansas City's defense has been doing really well. So I'm looking at the power ranking sheet. John Station Lessie available at the Sharp app, promo code DFSA20, 20% off. Um, they don't project well. Uh, according to the power ranking sheet here, uh, Chargers, now I'm throwing away the rushing yards because Eckler hasn't been there, but only 229 passing yards on the projection, which is not great. Um, let me look at Kansas City and understand why. So Kansas City is allowing. 32 fewer passing yards per game below mean expectation to opposing um, wide receivers and 12 rushing yards per game below expectation. So Kansas City's defense has been good, John, very good. And um, I honestly don't give a shit. There aren't too many good spots here. I'm playing some Keenan Allen. I'm definitely playing some Josh Palmer. And I think Austin Eckler is the clear cut, you know, top running back play on the slate. And I don't mind a little Herbert either. So I think you have to, I normally, I came into the season, not somebody who usually likes to play like Herbert um, when Eckler is available. That combination has not hit for quality outcomes the last couple of years. Now it can change at a dime, but it hasn't hit for quality outcomes. The good games from Herbert have come without Eckler. I stress this, but I think you're kind of stuck with it. There's not that many choices. And, um, you got to play the guy from the. I mean, I think you're stuck with it. You got to play a little bit. What do you say, John? Yeah, I don't. I don't love Herbert at all. Um, 
you know, we're just coming off the the showdown and I was doing like I went back, I looked at last year and this year. Like he's never been the you know, he's never been the captain mm-hmm. in showdown. Yeah, it's just like it's crazy. Um, although Dak was rarely the captain either. I, that he I you know, we have our we have the showdown sheet, of course, that has all of that data in it that we do for every everyone. And it was like a five percent hit rate for Dak and Captain. And and of course, me being the fucking you know, I'm like, okay, I lowered my DAC exposure at QB. The, the optimizer was trying to pump him in there at captain. And I said, no, no, no. I, uh, and, and I agreed with it. Dak, Dak runs for the touchdown. And as soon as he does, and that's what it takes. That changes right? the whole of the game. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is going to get me. It changes it. But Herbert yeah. is, you're right. With Eckler, he's just never a thing. Like he just doesn't put up yeah. the, the the numbers when, when uh, Eckler's in the game. So it's less good. And, yeah. and you know who else? It rarely delivers value um keenan allen is wildly overpriced for eckler in the game yeah i I don't like i mean i just don't like this to me the kansas city defense is for real this kansas city defense is pretty solid i like kansas city in the game as a bet here the public is all over the chargers so this would be a fade of the public the lines at minus uh five and a half right now I'm going to keep an eye on it and see if we can get even better since the public is, is so heavy on the Chargers. Um, if it goes up to six, I'm not really that worried about it. So, yeah, that's going to be my play uh, on this game. I mean, the total at 47.5 minus 115 is the the lowest you can get it on the over over on, um, on FanDuel. Where's the money coming in on that? It's all coming in on the under, believe it or not. So, that's where we're at on this game. I mean, I, I kind of like the Chargers. I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, Chiefs side. That's the one favorite I'm going to take this week. I love it. I love it. We finally got a favorite out of you. This is like week six of the season. It's good to get our first one. Yeah, I threw a few in there. I like the favorites. I'm basically Joe Q public when it comes to my betting. I li- I only like favorites. I don't bet underdogs. Whenever I see the geeks little symbol on the Sharp app, like I know – you have a pick. I don't even click on it. I just know who the I know who you picked already. Without no, everyone's. I got my fa- I got some underdogs in there too. We had a pretty nice call on Tampa the first couple weeks of the season yes. as an underdog as well. So I get my underdogs in there. My no, it's dog. not that you don't. I just know. I always just I, I, with you know about ninety percent accuracy. I know which side you're on. That is probably true. But and you know which side I'm on too. You know, I, so, I do, yeah. but I, I do want to now. Now that you called me out, I'm just going to now. Um, bring up the old record on the season and it's going to be like, Oh, why did I call him out? Uh, 16, 11 and two. That's really good. 59% win rate and a 9% ROI. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Not too bad so far. Although I, I started hot and I've been a little sideways the last week. So I need to, I need to get my, my arrow pointing back up this week. That's right. I might have to join you with some of these underdogs. I, I do like a bunch of them. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for the main slate of games, NFL week. What are we? Week seven. Um, again, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you like this style of content. we got a ton more coming to you all throughout the week here on the DFS Army channel. Uh, John, thank you for sh- showing up. If you want to follow John on Twitter, it's at Statsational. And if you and, want to follow John's bets and all of that, you get signed up at the Sharp app. At the Sharp app. And at the Sharp app, you can follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah, well. follow John at the Sharp app. But, of course, get the Sharp app, download it. There's a free – there's a ton of free sh- stuff on the Sharp app. You just download the free app. There's incredible uh, odds tools and 
and and prop tools and, and a lot of great tools that will help you with your game. You do not have to have a premium account, but for the premium account, you get the sharp report and of course the power rankings, the top props, the Proptimizer, all of that great, great stuff as well. So make sure to check that out and we will see you guys next time, next week.